Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid scores! Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. I'm James Neal. Start on theirs. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible angle. Fun years are, are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith. Jajar Kara. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Puyarvi back bar and in. Save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. The Edmonton Oilers clinch the playoff spot. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. for joining you along with Brendan S. Scott. You know, you can never go wrong opening a show up with uh, the Tragically Hip. That song uh, has uh, some geopolitical ties to it for those of you that are are probably aware. The 100th Meridian is the line of longitude that separates much of Western Canada from the Central and Atlantic regions. There are some people that believe that it serves as a division Maybe on a political front between what many would consider to be the liberal-leaning East and what many perceive to be the conservative-leaning West. We know we have uh, all types of uh, political philosophers that listen to this show on a day-to-day basis, be it from the left or from the right. Hope you had a solid weekend. We're going to have some fun on today's edition of Letters Now. Uh, Unfortunately, we're not in the Final Four for the Edmonton Oilers hockey team. The Montreal Canadiens are. They're taking on Vegas tonight. We'll hook up with Marc-Antoine Godin, a longtime Montreal-based writer now at The Athletic, and get his thoughts on a Canadiens team that is maybe achieving in the playoffs what some of us thought they might be capable of doing in the regular season. Now the question is, do they have a chance against Vegas? And I would suggest that if I uh, opened it up on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063, the majority 
of the listeners to the show would suggest Vegas is going to win that series in five or six games, which is entirely feasible. I know I've got them going in six. Uh, Oilers Now, as you know, is brought to you on a daily basis by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, opening half hour, we're going to replay a segment uh, of the show that uh, Elliot Friedman, who uh, joined us every Friday for the River Cree Resort Casino, he swung by and we're going to hook up with him just on some thoughts on how the NHL is a different league come playoff time. And uh, certainly the games are managed differently. We know that as well. I mean, yesterday the New York Islanders jumped up one nothing out front Tampa Bay. The Islanders actually finished behind Edmonton in the overall standings in the National Hockey League. We have a scenario where Vegas came in second overall, only behind Colorado. They're both in the same division as uh, the Cali teams are currently rebuilding a bit. You have uh, Tampa Bay, who are like seventh or eighth overall in a fairly competitive division. Uh, Then you have the Islanders, who came in 12th, also in a pretty competitive division. And then the Montreal Canadiens, who are 18th overall, but in many respects built for the playoffs. So uh, we'll we'll hit on that uh, factor a bit, talk a bit about what might be taking place this week, pro scouting meetings for the Edmonton Oilers organization, and how the team should uh, approach their cap space. And I'm going to throw a question out to you as well, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Update those old floors with one color engineered hardwood for only two ninety nine a square foot. Head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Again, uh, our show brought to you daily by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. All right, so here's a question I have for you. Would the Edmonton Oilers be better off spending, say, for the sake of argument, five and a half and five and a half million on a pair of left wings and then maybe going with a rookie like Dylan Holloway, third line left wing, and having Shore in the four hole? Or would you be more inclined to spend five and a half, six million dollars on a left wing? Say it could be Nugent Hopkins and then turn around and only spend three and a half to four and a half million on a second uh, line left wing, leaving two million bucks for possibly a third line left wing, knowing fully well you're going to spend uh, three to four million dollars to potentially replace Oscar Clefbaum if he can indeed uh, not get back into the NHL. So that's the question: Would you would you top heavy it, or would you sort of diversify? you're spending this year to try to create a little bit more depth. Uh, that's one of the uh, questions I'm going to ask you on today's show. We'll get to a couple potential options that might be coming Edmonton's way as well. NHL insider John Shannon joins us at 1235-105 today. Edmonton Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer will talk a bit about two of his players for the upcoming 2021 NHL entry draft. Dylan Gunther, who certainly is going to go in the top six or seven, may go as high as three or four. Uh, and then where is Sebastian Kosa going to end up? I personally believe he'll be, he's a stone cold mortal lock to go in the top 20. Does he end up working his way in 10, 11, 12 in that range? Time will tell. And the aforementioned Marc Antoine Godin from the Athletic in Montreal joining us for a preview 
of Game 1 of the Canadians and the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Now, you can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The patio is open daily to all ages at the River Cree from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. You can watch the game on the biggest screen in the city while enjoying daily drink specials and an upscale menu. The province is getting back up and at them. The River Cree Resort Casino is back up and at them as well. Excitement betting it. We're on Twitter. You can uh, reach me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan is at Brendan with two E's, uh, Scott with two T's. The show Twitter account, at Oilers Now. Just wanted to, a special shout-out at this time to uh, Bryn Griffiths and uh, Robin Brownlee. I did a little... Uh, one of those Zoom call type dealy things for their podcast uh, for the Outsiders. Uh, Bryn, uh, for years, uh, was the program director and the morning show host on the All Sports Station in town. Real good guy to deal with and certainly played a critical factor in why you guys are stuck with me on a day-to-day basis. And Robin Brownlee... Um, an ink-stained wretch. Well, a little bit different of a... I wouldn't call him the traditional... He's a great ghostwriter, I can tell you that. Not giving any hints away here, but I did used to have a column in the Edmonton Sun from 2006 uh, until I joined the Oilers in 2008. So uh, it was fun uh, having a chance to do something with him as well. I'm going to bring Brendan Escott into the show at this time. Hello, Brendan. How you doing? Good for a Monday, Bob. Good for a Monday. Here we go. Uh, I got to ask you this. Uh, Saturday, for a lot of people, the sporting world kind of shut down for a second with Christian Eriksson uh, having a cardiac incident in the uh, soccer game. Were you following that on Twitter? Were you watching the game? Did you see it? Because it was certainly scary when it happened. Yeah, I was watching the game as it happened and was, I mean, I'm sure as nauseated as everybody else. That was terrifying, to say the least. Yeah, no, there's no question. Uh, Edmonton's Jay Bomeister went through something similar, uh, and obviously Jay's uh, career uh, came to an end at that point. All that matters is that, you know, the individual involved in these sort of things, and for Jay's case, he'd had a great NHL career. You're just happy that, uh, you know, it's a positive result and that, uh, you know, you end up in a situation where someone's breathing. I mean, those are scary things. If it is going to happen... and there's no guarantee you're going to get your way through it. But if it is going to happen, uh, you've got the medical professionals there. That was uh, Erickson's a hell of a player, too. And in, in fairness to the Danes, I mean, he's their best player, their most important player. I was, I don't know about you. I got to, I got to ask you this, Brendan. Were you surprised they kept on, like, did they took a break and then they went back and played? Absolutely. And it's, you know, of course, that was one of the things I'm talking about with my friends. Like, how as anybody on that field at that time are you expected to turn around and play? And then uh, in retrospect, I believe the coach did comment thereafter and and say that they shouldn't have. Yeah, I was I was shocked. I would have thought that that would have been incredibly upsetting uh, for everybody that's involved in that situation. I mean, if we've learned anything during this time of, uh, you know, the pandemic over the course of, what are we now, at 15 months or so, it's that situations can be fluid. And so, too, can schedule making. I, I was at a loss for the fact that they made those two teams go back out there and play. I was, in fact, even the later game uh, involving Belgium, who looked uh, very good, uh, against the Russians, I was a little bit surprised. They, you know, I was like, okay, well, surely they're not going to continue this game. And you know what? It might make sense given the connection to some of the Belgian players and Eriks and their teammates in Italy together, uh, Romelu uh, Lukaku, uh, Lukaku, 
a tremendous one of the best strikers in the world. I was thinking, well, they're not going to make those guys play as well. I I, I was a, a little bit surprised by you if his decision in that situation. Like I just did not think that that was going to be what ended up uh, ultimately transpiring. Um, and we've got NHL playoffs going on. You got you know, obviously Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is having an unbelievable year. The Blue Jays are just bombing balls out. That team can really hit. That's it. You know, you got the NBA playoffs, which I'm not the same NBA fan. That I'll be frank with you, that I was in the late 1970s or early 1980s. Uh, certainly, the time you know, Larry Bird. Magic Johnson into Michael Jordan. I don't really count the Pistons for their two-year run. Didn't like the way they play because the officials just used to let them play. <laughs> Did what influence the calls. But uh, I've, I have become a, a bigger soccer fan over time. Um, and the championships are have started uh, down in South America as well with much criticism that they're even playing the event, giving some of the challenges that they've had there. Uh, very quickly, obviously some good news on the, and just to illustrate the point, I'm going to give you some updated stats here. Just regarding the pandemic, on May the 1st, there were 6,100 active cases in the Edmonton Health Zone. As of yesterday, we are down to 800 active cases in the Edmonton Health Zone, which would include Sherwood Park and St. Albert and places like that. Uh, we had 215 uh, people in the hospital. We climbed to as high as 229 on May the 4th. We are currently down to 85 individuals uh, in the hospital, uh, 28 people in ICU. Uh, we had highs in May upwards of 75 so that sort of gives you a range and in terms of uh, vaccination and whatever your choice is your choice is as the province works its way up to uh 70 percent threshold of 12 plus that have had a single shot as of yesterday alberta is up to 68.7 percent and another 1.3 percent higher and then from two weeks from that point things really open up uh we're at 20.2 percent uh, 12 plus have received uh, their second uh, vaccination as well, including yours truly. All right, so uh, there's some numbers there for you. 3.384 uh, million uh, shots so far, 48,000 uh, yesterday. So it was or over the, you know, between Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. Those numbers come out each day at 3.30. And Canada's numbers, they're, uh, well, Canada right now uh, has surpassed Israel. Canada is at 64.73% of the population, according to World of Data. Those other numbers I gave you were right off Alberta Health uh, Services website. According to World and Data, Canada is at 64.73% uh, single shot. Israel's at 63.3%. The United States is only at 52% for a single shot. Uh, Canada has 24.32 uh, million uh with just one shot and another 4.6 million fully vaccinated. So this obviously is going to be a huge story because it parlays into other things like sports. Like, will we have fans in the stands? And we got some good news regarding the CFL today as well, Mr. Uh, Escott. Great news. Great news uh, regarding the Canadian Football League and the potential of a uh, launch for the 2021 CFL season. Bring it, my man. What do you got? 
yeah, they uh, the Board of Governors ratified the proposed uh, collective bargaining agreement. So everything has now, as I understand it, been officially solidified for the August 5th start date that they were aiming for. So everybody, uh, a pretty happy day on that front for everyone who was working so hard to get there. Yeah, so CFL will be back up and at them with the Edmonton Elks, and away uh, we get going here. There will be fans in the stands. We know that. We're headed down a, a path of, uh, well, maybe some form of normalcy as well. All right, let's get to it. Uh, we had Elliot Friedman on, and we had a little bit of an animated discussion is it a completely different game come playoff time? Is this something that the league needs to maybe uh, look at carrying forward here? I think we all know, if you listen to the show, you know my feelings on it. And it doesn't matter if it's Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, Austin Matthews, or Connor McDavid. Um, let's just say skill gets mitigated against come playoff time. And I personally think it's wrong, and I don't like it when officials sit there and say, let them play, and I don't want to influence the outcome of the game because you know what? If you're letting teams work over skilled players and you're not calling penalties, you are influencing uh, the other game, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the game and the way the game's played. So, anyways, here's Elliot Friedman from Friday's edition of Oilers Now on the NHL being a different league come playoff time. I think this is a league that changes the most between regular season and playoffs. And it's not just refereeing. I know people blame it on refereeing. I don't think it's just that. I think that the player mentality from regular season to playoffs changes so much in this league that it completely changes the game. But, you know, in the regular season, there's a lot of no-hitters. Um, you know, the schedule makes it so that there's there's a lot of games where you're going to have 10 to 15 games a night where, you know, you're just not going to have it. You want to limit your stinkers. The good teams limit it to different, less than that. But the way this league is, you, you get those, okay? But in the playoffs, there's no off nights. There's no no-hitters. Everyone comes to play. And your, your, your travel schedule's better. You're facing the same opponent. You're You've broken them down. You know what they're doing on the power play. You know what they're doing on the penalty kill. Everyone's attention to detail is greater, and everyone's willing to drive you through a wall. This is a a tough league to win in, tough physically and tough mentally, and that goes triple for the playoffs. And I think that's what it is. I think that, you know, I I, I think that, like, I I went back and I rewatched some of your first-round series last week. And I saw a guy in McDavid who I think was trying to do some things that are not, like, normal for him. I think he was trying to engage. I think he was trying to, he was prepared for the physical pounding that people were going to try to give him. And I think he was, like, at some points, almost going into it or initiating it because he knew it was coming. So I don't think the problem is that, you know, guys like Connor McDavid don't want to win. I think the problem is in this league, in this league, you have to be deep and you have to be tough physically and mentally, and you have to be disciplined and talented to win. And the four teams, they all have really strong goaltending, really strong goaltending, and they all have deep defense cores, at least through the top two pairs, that are tough, physical, and in some cases really highly skilled. And and that's what I see that I see I that's the thing I see from these four teams. Disciplined, deep, committed, will bury your mistakes. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stakes and good goaltending. And that's the recipe it takes to win in this league. That's Elliot Friedman joining us Friday in Oilers Now. Quickly into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Haji has texted show to say, Bob, first off, I saw the uh, listener numbers posted in the cult of hockey with Kurt Levins. Congrats. Glad to see talk radio still remains relevant uh, with all the available mediums. I respect Brian Lawton's opinion, says Haji, on Holloway and have watched several of Holloway's games last year with Wisconsin. I think Dylan will play his way into the top two left-wing positions. I think you have to spend your money on the second left winger, and he's obviously assuming that the Oilers are going to resign Nugent Hopkins with his Haji, and then he adds and find a right shot third line center who can play up in the lineup if required. Watching the playoffs, it's obvious that you have to be able to roll a strong top nine with your uh, fourth line sprinkled in as necessary. Keep giving us some opinions on that. We'd love to it. Uh, love to hear from you. Uh, another texter comes in to say, I think Barry Trotz might be the best coach in the NHL. His, he has his team totally bought in. Um, yeah, uh, that's just a quick thing. He said something else that I didn't really get the rest of the gist of. But anyways, well, Trotz is a good coach. There's no question about that. Into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing Company branded apparel products and awards. All created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Uh, Ryan Pulock had the winner in Game 1 of the Lightning and Islanders series yesterday in Tampa. Game 2 tomorrow on your radio, but tonight it is Montreal and Vegas dropping the puck on that semifinal series in the desert. 7 p.m. this evening on 6.30, Chad. And, of course, we'll have Mark Antoine Godin coming up with uh, much more on that uh, 1.35. Carolina has given Dougie Hamilton permission to speak with other teams, uh, according to Elliot Friedman. This could open up a potential sign and trade and he will be a, a UFA at the end of this season. Hurricanes also signed 30-year-old defenseman Eric Jelena to a one-year two-way deal and Stars D-man Stephen Johns has announced his retirement 29 years old due to concussions. Quick uh, email from Val from the high desert of northeast Colorado. He says, Bob Elliott's argument is flawed. Players change because of the lack of officiating in the playoffs. As you said, when you don't call penalties, you are influencing the game. All right, uh, 1227 in Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.